Welcome to the Thought Lounge Podcast. We're sorry to have missed you last week. We were preparing for the second annual Thought Lounge Gala, but we're back with a special episode with the CEO and founder of Thought Lounge, Axel Kramer, giving you what's happening with Thought Lounge and what the plans for the future are, or as we like to call it, the state of the lounge. We live in a time in which technology enables us to construct things across the world together and also has the power to diffuse our relationships, scatter our attention, and take us out of the present moment. And we live in this time in which the the challenges that the human race faces are more subtle, complex, and interwoven than they've ever been before, in which it takes re- it requires multidisciplinary thinkers and adaptable people and organizations in order to solve these challenges. So, for example, we know that Advances in technology won't necessarily solve all our social justice issues, and we know that uh, societal spiritual enlightenment won't necessarily solve ecological problems. And finally, we live in this time where we need to learn how to create the conditions within ourselves for change and to ask ourselves what progress truly means. So, um, I mean, yet we're living in this time when you look at mass media, you look at politicians, and we see cementers of ideas, and we see people who are mudslinging, and they're not having dialogue. And when you look at history, you're seeing the destruction of people, the destruction of cultures and our environment, resulting in what we call, quote-unquote, prog- progress. Um, maybe an extreme example is the is the development of the Silk Road. And um, at the time, it was one of the greatest innovations and advancements in human history, but how did it get there other than Genghis Khan killing 50 million people? Thought Lounge exists in this time, so it's in that context, and there's clearly some challenges needing to be overcome, and the practice of dialogue and the practice of the conscious use of technology is going to be an integral part in It's going to be a connecting part and an integral part in us learning how to work together and collaborate towards solutions. So the way I I see it with Thought Lounge is that there's sort of two ways that you can look at at its reason for existence. There's a problem and an opportunity. The opportunity is is multifaceted. With dialogue, dialogue doesn't just fit into three neat value propositions like perhaps... as a businessman, I might like it to. Uh, it's a little bit more messy and more versatile than that. Um, the fact about dialogue is that the group provides for the needs of the individual and different people are going to get different things out of it. And that's okay. So I'm going to come to the dialogue looking to get new entrepreneurial ideas, find an entrepreneurial partner. And you might come looking for Uh, to develop your interdisciplinary thinking skills or public speaking skills. And then another person might come to try to to become part of a community or just meet new people. And each one of those things is provided for by the group, but each individual can come away with those things because of the other people in the room. So that was the lens of the opportunity. But then another way to look at why Thought Lounge exists is through the lens of solving a problem. And that problem is 
a lack of spaces for in-person intentional dialogue and conversation on college campuses. Um, one person who I think illustrates this problem excellently is Sherry Turkle. She's a researcher and professor from MIT, and she wrote a book called Reclaiming Conversation. And basically, she just u- uses these anecdotes to illustrate the really deep research that she's done, and they're very powerful. So, uh, I remember a few. One, one piece of research is that the, the markers for empathy levels among college students has gone down by about 40% in the last 20 years, most of which in the last 10 years, and it's directly related to the, it's directly linked to the new presence of digital communications in place of face-to-face communications. Um, you see technology affecting our lives and our work and our education, our friendships, our romances, especially our conversations. In our romances, there's a really funny quote by this guy, I mean, funny and horrifyingly true, uh, by Alain de Botton. I don't know if I got his name right. <laughs> but he, he said that true love is the lack of desire to check one's smartphone in another's presence. And I really connected with that. <laughs> um on top of that, she she delves into why you know we look at technology. We're at our conferences, and many of our many of our mentors and guiding figures in the business world and government uh, they they laud the use the, the the idea of multitasking. They say, you know, I want you to have your phones out during my conver- during my talk. I want you to be tweeting. I want you to be blah 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 blah. And I love Twitter. <laughs> Go on the record saying that, um, but. The, the myth of multitasking is just that. Multitasking is a myth. Um, a direct quote from Sherry Turkle, I actually have it right here, is that multitasking gives us a neurochemical high so we think we're doing better and better when actually we're doing worse and worse. We've seen that not only do multitaskers have trouble deciding how to organize their time, but over time, they forget how to read human emotions. So, I mean, there you have it, folks, <laughs> on the multitasking uh, bit. So using Thought Lounge as an example, um, you know, we, we set our sights on a particular group of impact college students because that's the, those are the people that we know and that's where our intuition best guides us. And we set very clear goals, very measurable goals. So we're saying, you know, we want to have 200 chapters in 200 of America's top colleges before 2020 gives us four years. It's a lot to do, but uh, we believe. And we want to have touched more than 60,000 unique students by 2021. We want to have had them participate in in in-person intentional dialogues as a direct result of Thought Lounge program um, by that time. And we want to make sure they're done with quality. So that's that's kind of a tougher one to measure, but it's a mix of how many thought lounge sessions and other dialogue activities are happening per chapter and also a measure of the diversity that's happening, the diversity of the participants coming on both like a vertical level in terms of how many students, how many grad students, how many professors, how many community members, and also on like a different demographic scale. So different ethnicities, different genders, different interests, different clubs. Uh, right, Right now, it's good to have short-term goals as well <laughs> because those are big lofty goals, but we need next steps. So next steps for us are uh, starting where we are. 
we were, I'm all about being grassroots. I like to get out on the campuses myself and pretend like I'm a chapter leader and trying to convince people for the first time that this is a good idea, which puts it into question for me. And that's good. Like every day I like that. And so, yeah, next steps for us are San, is San Diego. We want to develop a citywide network of chapters here in San Diego, USD, UCSD, uh, Southwestern College, PLNU. Um, I think I missed USD there. And and then there's a bunch, all the community college as well in the next couple years or year and a half um, specifically. But yeah, I think it's just important with your short-term goals to, to, to go where you are to, to, to go where you know like if you're going to be affecting a community you need to have your hands in some deep dirt you need to be like with them and you need to care about them you need to be them that's why i think what we're doing with college students is great because they're the ones directing our our entire organization like we have measures in place where everything that we do is because they've said this is the direction we want to go whether it's our annual leadership summit or uh there are constant check-ins with them twice a month during the school year. We strive for that horizontal leadership and also recognize that there needs to be representation in order to make decisions. And uh, as we, we claim to know the difference between decision-making and dialogue having <laughs> at Thought Lounge, decision, ma- decision means is from the root word, kill the alternative. <laughs> and dialogue is about hearing all perspectives and coming away with maybe nothing at all. <laughs> um, just getting to understand each other. So, yeah, horizontal leadership. Try for it and understand its limitations and have good sort of democratic voting into representation which I think we do because we have all the chapter leaders who come together at the, or the chapter presidents who come to the annual leadership summit. They represent the, the views of their chapter. They pass their information along to us. We um, are hopefully not corrupt <laughs> or put in check by our actual board of directors. When, when I've been doing work on our handbook and our methodology for how like nitty gritty we get this stuff done, um, I've done tons of, research into how other organizations have done it in the past because there's there are a lot of like organizations even if they don't have like missions um so you know i looked into at first looking into things as different from thought lounges habitat for humanity and Surfrider foundation and then today like every every couple months i end up finding an organization and it seems like they come out of the blue, even though they're like huge. I don't know how it happens. <laughs> it's like, have I not been looking as hard as I can? Um, <laughs> where it's like, wow, they're so similar to us and they're doing things so right. And like just such quality. So one, one example was um, Creative Mornings. I There's an article by, done by this investigative journalist. Uh, forgot her name, but... Um, she basically interviewed the chief happiness officer <laughs> at Creative Mornings who went in depth as to how they actually went from, you know, four chapters to 140 chapters. And that's just telling, that is exactly where Thought Lounge is at right now. You know, we have like five chapters and there's excitement. And, um, you know, I, I think that the steps, I'll just give maybe the steps right now of Thought Lounge just to put that out in the world because I, I think I'd like to know it if I was 
somebody looking around. Um, so for Thought Lounge, yeah, it's like once you have people who are stoked, then you have to give them something to do. You have to have something in place ready for them to say, this is your task. Use your creativity and your enthusiasm for the vision and put it to tangible work because that keeps them more involved. And in some way, even if you don't have a perfect direction, it's going to progress your organization. So I think that a good first step there to have that, like with that is to have a handbook. So like once you've done your first model, once you have your first chapter or first few chapters um, that are really good, like do those as best as you can. Don't expand more than like one or two. Then you can create that handbook for others to replicate. And after that, um, then it once you have how it, how it works at one place, going from one to hundred, I I think I mean it, as it works for worked for Creative Mornings at least it wasn't as hard as they expected. Um, but for us, it's about chapter establishment and then chapter support and quality control. So we put ourselves out there for people to discover across the nation via our podcast, our website, our social media, and. Most importantly, I think and this is so overlooked and social media is, I think, overhyped in this way, but just having our current chapter presidents calling up like other people that they know that might want to start it and like being like no pressure, but just check it out. And some, if somebody grabs a hold of it, great. If not, they got to learn about a cool thing that's happening in the world. One, some, a really endearing thing for us is that, um, uh, a girl from Georgia, University of Georgia, all the way across the the, the nation, uh, you know, was was reading one of uh, was reading a blog that she liked to read, and uh, the girl had a, a who was writing the blog had attended a thought lounge session at Berkeley, wrote about it in her blog, linked to our site. Emily discovered our podcast, listened to the podcast, was stoked on the idea, did the research on our site, which had the handbook and laid out the fact for how to actually start a chapter and like what it takes. Um, that's another good thing is that you got to have the expectations laid out really, really like precisely. Otherwise people get an idea that it's going to be easy and it's just not because any sort of community engagement, community activism stuff means a lot of interpersonal relationships and a lot of time. Um, so that was really awesome. And she flew out for our leadership summit uh, a few days ago and just contributed so much and was such a great spirit to have there. Um, so there, there are three ways that Thought Lounge hopes to make money. The first is through corporate sponsorships. Second, sort of down the road, is through grants. Third is through individual contributions. Um, starting from the beginning, we started with seed funding from friends and family, literally just had a fundraiser in our community and and asked people to support and get us off the ground so we could start working full time on it while we figured out how <laughs> we could make money because it's a learning process. Um, there's no one model that'll definitely work for any organization. Uh, then we kind of wrongly attempted to find grants because we thought, hey, we're a nonprofit. There are going to be grants out there. But for us, the grants are were for general operating support. We're just not there for dialogue-based initiatives that are focused on the college campus community. So, but what they are there for is for new initiatives, especially new initiatives in like a region. So like if we were to prove that we could get certain outcomes and certain impacts in a given city, then 
um, then we can present that to perhaps a new city and say, hey, we could replicate this. But the third, how we get money right now and how we're looking to fund our general operating support now and in the future is through partnerships with corporations that have a vested interest in um, in college students so that want to market their products and services to college students at our events on our site. And um, we just can offer a lot of great ways to do that and get their product in front of the eyes of their consumer. And also we want to do this sustainably. So we don't just want to, you know, take a corporate sponsorship from, uh, you know, BP or something, but we'll take it. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> Probably shouldn't <laughs> say that we won't take anything. We'll take it from anyone. <laughs> I'm like that horseshoe guy. <laughs> <laughs> Nike, if you if you want to sponsor, look up the most famous horseshoe thrower or the best horseshoe thrower in the world by far. He throws more than ninety percent of his horseshoes are ringers, and he is willing to get sponsored by Nike if they offer. He seems like a good dude. So the vision of Thought Lounge is to foster dialogue everywhere, and that's a big goal. And we realize that we can be a big part of of reaching that vision but what we're doing right here right now is trying to achieve our slightly more narrow mission to foster the practice of in-person dialogue and the conscious use of technology in american colleges thank you for listening to this episode of the thought lounge podcast thought lounge is currently fundraising to start up a citywide network of chapters in san diego If we are able to raise $15,000, the new Thought Lounge chapters will be created at USD, UCSC, PLNU, and SDSU before the end of September. Please donate by going to thoughtlounge.org, clicking the About menu, and choosing Donate. If you prefer to write a check, please look in the description for more information. Thank you for all your support. Till next time, good thinking always.